Hi, I'm Alex. Welcome to Reading Poorly. Winnie the Pooh, Chapter 9. In which Piglet is entirely surrounded by water. Ooh. Especially for a stuffed animal. <laughs> it rained and it rained and it rained. Piglet told himself that never in all his life, um, and he was goodness knows how old, three, was it four? Never had he seen such rain. Days and days and days. If only, he thought, as he looked out of the window, I had been in Pooh's house or Christopher Robin's house or Rabbit's house when it began to rain. Then I should have had company all this time, instead of being here all alone, uh, with nothing to do except wonder when it will stop. And he imagined himself with Pooh, saying, Did you ever see such rain, Pooh? And Pooh saying, Isn't it awful, Piglet? And Piglet saying, I wonder how it is over Christopher Robin's way. And Pooh saying, I think poor old rabbit is about, to, er, is about flooded out by this time. Sometimes they imagine themselves having very boring conversations. <laughs> hmm. Um, it would have been jolly to talk like this, and really, it wasn't much good having anything exciting like floods if you couldn't share them with somebody. For it was rather ex for it was rather exciting. The little dry ditches in which Piglet had nosed about so often had become streams. The little streams across which he had splashed were rivers, and the river between whose steep banks they played so happily, had sprawled out of its own bed and was taking up so much room everywhere, the piglet was beginning to wonder whether it would be coming into his bed soon. It's a little anxious, he said to himself, to be a very small animal entirely surrounded by water. Wow. That was all proper case. Very small animal entirely surrounded by water. It is apparently a thing <laughs> worth capitalizing. Not yelling, not fully caps, but like I said, proper case. Um, Christopher Robin and Pooh could escape by climbing trees, and Kango could escape by jumping, and Rabbit could escape by burrowing, and Owl could escape by flying, and Eeyore could, es and Eeyore could escape by, by making a loud noise until rescued. And here am I, surrounded by water, and I can't do anything. I was just wondering what in the world Eeyore could do. But... Rabbit can't really escape water by burrowing. He's probably just as bad off as Piglet, if not worse right now. It went on raining, and every day the water got a little higher, until now it was nearly up to Piglet's window, and still he hadn't done anything. Has he, has he run out of provisions? You know, the things you bring on an expedition? There's Pooh, he thought to himself. Pooh hasn't... Oh, not there's Pooh. There's Pooh, he thought to himself. Pooh hasn't much brain. But he never comes to any harm. He does silly things, and they turn out and they turn out right. There's Owl. Owl hasn't exactly got brain, but he knows things. Um, he would know the right thing to do when surrounded by water. There's Rabbit. He hasn't learned er, learnt in books. Learnt with a T instead of an E D. But he can always think of a clever play. There's Kanga. She isn't clever. Kanga isn't. But. She would be so anxious about Rue that she would do a good thing. To, uh, she would do a good thing to do without thinking about it. And then there's Eeyore, and Eeyore is so miserable anyhow that he wouldn't mind about this. But I wonder what Christopher Robin would do. Then suddenly he remembered a story which Christopher Robin had told. Christopher Robin had told him about a man on a desert island 
who had written something in a bottle and thrown it in the sea, and Piglet thought that if he wrote something in a bottle and threw it in the water, perhaps somebody would come and rescue him. He left the window and began to search his house, um, all of it that wasn't underwater, and at last he found a pencil and a small piece of dry paper and a bottle with a cork in it, and he wrote on one side of the paper, HELP! That is all caps, with an exclamation point. Oh, and then he signed it, Piglet. Me. <laughs> the me is in parentheses. And on the other side, it's me, Piglet. Help, help. <laughs> then he put the paper in the bottle, and he corked the bottle up as tightly as he could, and he lent... Okay, just make sure that the previous page said learnt. I thought it, yep, learnt. Just checking, because this says lent, and uh, like leaned, but with a T instead of an ED. And he leant out his window as far as he could without falling in, or as far as he could lean without falling in, and he threw the bottle as far as he could throw. Splash! And in a little while, it bobbed up again on the water, and he watched it float, floating slowly away in the distance until his eyes ached with looking, and sometimes he thought it was the bottle, and sometimes... He thought it was just a ripple on the water which he was following, and then suddenly he knew that he would never see it again and that he, um, he had done all that he could do to, to save himself. Um, I'm glad he signed it. I thought he was just going to write help and then leave it at that and be like, who's this? Who needs help? But he had the peace of mind to do that. Also, I wonder how well he writes, because it seems to me that um, Pooh thinks that Owl is good at writing, but Owl is actually not very good at writing and might be dyslexic. I don't know. Um, but if Piglet wrote something that maybe he has a reasonable expectation somebody could read, he might actually be the best writer in the group. I don't know. We haven't actually seen the page. We've just seen it from Piglet's perspective. Uh, so now, he thought, anybody else will have to do, or somebody else will have to do something, and I hope they will do it soon, because if they don't, I will have to swim, which I can't, so I hope they do it soon. And then he gave a very long sigh and said, I wish Pooh were here. It's so much more friendly with two. When the rain began, uh, oh, oh, this one is a transition. When the rain began, Pooh was asleep. We're now on to Pooh. It rained and it rained and it rained, and he slept and he slept and he slept. Um, he had had a tiring day. You remember how he discovered the North Pole? Well, he was so proud of this that he asked Christopher Robin if there were any other poles such as a bear of little brain might discover. There's a South Pole, said Christopher Robin, and I expect there's an East Pole and a West Pole, though people don't like talking about them. Pooh was very excited when he heard this and suggested that they should have an exp expedition to discover the East Pole, but Christopher Robin had thought of something else to do with Kanga, so Pooh went out to discover the East Pole by himself. Whether he discovered it or not, I forget, but he was so tired when he got home that in the middle of his supper, after he had been eating for little more than half an hour, he fell fast asleep in his chair and slept and slept and slept. Then suddenly he was dreaming. He was at the East Pole, and it was a very cold pole with the coldest sort of snow and ice all over it. He had found a beehive to sleep in. <laughs> but cold? Beehive? Okay. But there wasn't room for his legs, so he had left them outside. 
Okay. And wild woozles, such as inhabit, inhabit the East Pole, uh, came and nibbled all the fur off his legs to make nests for their young. And the more they nibbled, the colder his legs got, until suddenly he woke up with an owl, and there he was, sitting in his chair with his feet in the water, and water all around him. He splashed to his door and looked out. This is serious, said Pooh. I must have an escape. So he took his largest pot of honey and escaped with it to a broad branch of his tree well above the water, and then he climbed down again and escaped with another pot. And when the whole escape was finished, there was Pooh sitting on his branch, dangling his legs, and there beside him were ten pots of honey. <laughs> of course, gotta save the honey. Dude, where does he get the honey? How does he how does he get the honey? Does he get it from bees? Does he buy it from people? I don't know. Um, okay. Two days later, there was Pooh sitting on his branch, dangling his legs, and there beside him were four pots of honey. <laughs> Three days later, there was Pooh sitting on his branch, dangling his legs, and there beside him was one pot of honey. Maybe he should ration a little better. Four days later, there was Pooh. <laughs> And it was on the morning of the fourth day that Piglet's bottle came floating past him. And with one loud cry of, Honey! Pooh plunged into the water, seized the bottle, and struggled back to his tree again. Bother, said Pooh as he opened it. All that wet for nothing. What's that bit of paper doing? He took it out and looked at it. It's a, a message, not a message, a message, he said to himself. That's what it is, and that letter is a P. <laughs> Um, and so is that, and so is that, and, and P means poo, so it's a very important message to me, and I can't read it. I must find Christopher Robin or Owl or Piglet, one of those clever readers who can read things, and they will tell me what this message means, only I can't swim. Bother. Then he had an idea, and I think that for a bare, very little brain, it was a good idea. He said to himself, okay. I'm going to predict he's going to make himself a boat out of his honeypot, and I'm going to call it a coracle. <laughs> because coracles are cool. <laughs> Much like bow ties. Um, okay. <clears throat> Back up. A coracle is... <sighs> it's a boat. And it's like one person and you can kind of think of it functionally kind of like a kayak, except it wouldn't be good in like rapids, but, um, but it's round, it's circular. So, you know, someone would just sit there, sit down in it, um, maybe cross-legged or something. And they would basically be able to move themselves through the water. Um, man, I sure hope I, oh, it's been a long time. I hope I have the name right of the boat. Um, but the one that I can think of that I can reference um, is probably an extremely obscure reference, but maybe someone knows it. Before Disney had the rights to the Chronicles of Narnia and started making Chronicles of Narnia movies... And before lots of other things, 
in the 90, the early 90s and maybe even late 80s, I can't remember, the BBC did a series of TV movies for the Chronicles of Narnia. And they did The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And they did, they combined Prince Caspian and the Voyage of the Dawn Treader into one uh, movie. And then they did The Silver Chair. And um, that's as far as they got. But at the end, well, maybe not the end, but somewhere in the Voyage of the Dawn Treader, there is a scene, and I honestly don't remember if this is in the book or not, because it's been just as long since I've read the book as it has been since I've seen the movie. Unfortunately, the book is not in the public domain yet. Um, but there is a character, a mouse character, who wants to see the edge of the world, and they get close to it, or what they think is the edge of the world. Um, but they are not going there. The Dawn Treader does not intend to go to the edge of the world. They're going somewhere else. So he decides to go off on his own. And he gets himself into a little coracle and rows away, and they never see him again. <laughs> or something, or at least not in that book. I, I assume they don't see him again. Um, like I said, it's been a while. But... Um, yeah, Reepicheep is the mouse's name. He's a swordsman. Um, kind of reminds me of the Redwall series, or rather the Redwall series kind of reminded me of him. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, so there's that scene and he gets in a coracle. Um, I don't know that they name the boat in the show, but my dad told me the name of the boat. And not only... Is my dad like Dungeons and Dragons nerdy type? But I can trust him a little bit more on this specific thing because um, he traveled in England once with a friend, and he has this picture. They found this old guy in you know rural England. There's this picture of a guy who built coracles. That was his thing. So there, my dad has this picture of this old man standing in front of, you know, like old rural um, hovel of a um, of a house in rural England, um, you know, with all the, you know, the rolling hills and all that stuff that you'd expect. Um, and he's standing there hold, with a coracle upended, you know, like leaning on it on its side. And it was like, well, there's a coracle builder here. <laughs> and that's how, how I learned the name of this boat. So um, you can blame my dad if I'm saying it wrong. Or if I have the name completely wrong or whatever. But um, anyway, I'm so I'm picturing Pooh fashioning a coracle out of a honeypot. Basically by just sitting in it. I don't know that this is going to work. <laughs> I don't know how big Pooh is compared to the honeypots. I guess he fits sort of inside them sometimes. Maybe he could make a raft out of multiple honeypots. But let's see where this goes. If a bottle can float, then a jar can float. Well, that that's, that's a good thought. And if a jar floats, I can sit on top of it. If it's a very big jar. See, I said it had to be a big jar. So we took his biggest jar and corked it up. All boats have to have a name. Uh, he said, how about honey? Because it's already printed on it. 
So I shall call mine the floating bear. Well, that works. And with these words, he dropped his boat into the water and jumped in after it. For a little while, Pooh and the floating bear were uncertain as to which of them was meant to be on the top. (laughs) But after trying one or two different positions, they settled down with the floating bear underneath and Pooh triumphantly astride it, paddling vigorously with his feet. Christopher Robin lived at the very top of the forest. Top, like, high up? He's not getting flooded. It rained and it rained and it rained, but the water couldn't come up to his house, apparently. It was rather jolly to look down into the valleys and see the water all around him. But it rained so hard that he stayed indoors most of the time and thought about things. Every morning he went out with his umbrella and put a stick into the place where the water came up to. And every next morning he went out and couldn't see his stick anymore. So he put another stick in the place where the water had come up to. And then he walked home again. And each morning he had a shorter way to walk than he had the morning before. On the morning of the fifth day, he saw the water all around him, and he knew that for the first time in his life, he was on a real island, which was very exciting. Okay. (laughs) It was on this morning that Owl came flying over the water to say, how do you do to his friend Christopher Robin? I say, Owl, Sir Christopher Robin, isn't this fun? I'm on an island. Um... Just a second. Okay, yeah, he even had never traveled to an island, apparently. The atmospheric conditions have been very unfavorable lately, said Owl. The what? It has been raining, explained Owl. That reminds me of, uh... I'm disinclined to acquiesce to your request. From Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, anyway. Yes, said Christopher Robin, it has... The flood level has reached an unprecedented height. The who? There's a lot of water about, explained Owl. Yes, said Christopher Robin, there is. However, the prospects are rapidly becoming more favorable. At any moment, have you seen Pooh? No, at any moment, I hope he's all right, said Christopher Robin. I've been wondering about him. I expect piglets with him. Do you think they're all right, Owl? I expect so. You see, at any moment, do go and see Owl, because Pooh hasn't got very much brain, and he might do something silly. And I do love him so, Owl. Do you see, Owl? That That's all right, said Owl. I'll go. Back directly. Um, and he flew off. It, in a little while, he was back again. Pooh isn't there, he said. Not there? He um has been there. He's been sitting on... Pooh isn't there, he said. Not there. Has been there. Okay. He's been sitting on a branch of his tree, oh, outside of his house with nine pots of honey, but he isn't there now. Oh, Pooh, said Christopher Robin, where are you? Here I am, said a growly voice behind him. Pooh, they rushed into each other's arms. Was it growly voice? Yeah. Um, how did you get here, Pooh? asked Christopher Robin when he was ready to talk again. On my boat, said Pooh proudly. I had a very important message sent me in a bottle, and owing to having got some water in my eyes, I couldn't read it, so I brought it to you on my boat. You also just can't read, and you should probably admit that. Christopher Robin probably knows. With these proud words, he gave Christopher Robin the message. But it's from Piglet, cried Christopher Robin when he read it. Isn't there anything about Pooh in it? asked Bear, um, looking over his shoulder. What, what, oh, what's his first name again? Yeah, I'll look it up later. 
Christopher Robin read the message aloud. Oh, are those peas piglets? I thought they were poos. You must rescue him at once. I thought he was you, Pooh. Owl, uh, could you rescue him on your back? I don't think so, said Owl, after grave thought. It is doubtful if the necessary dorsal muscles. Then you need to fly to him at once and say that rescue is... Or, oh, then would you fly to him, to him at once and say that rescue is coming? And Pooh and I will think of a rescue and come as quick as ever we can. Oh, don't talk, Owl. Go. Or go on quick. And still thinking of something to say, Owl flew off. Now then, Pooh, said Christopher Robin, where's your boat? I ought to say, explained Pooh, as they walked down to the shore of the island, that it isn't just an ordinary sort of boat. Sometimes it's a boat, and sometimes it's more of an accident. It all depends. Depends on what? On whether I'm on top of it or underneath it. Oh, well, where is it? There, said Pooh, pointing proudly to the floating bear. <laughs> It wasn't what Christopher Robin expected, and the more he looked at it, the more he thought what a brave and clever bear Pooh was. And more, and the more Christopher Robin thought this, the more Pooh looked modestly down his nose and tried to pretend he wasn't. But it's too small for two of us, said Christopher Robin sadly. Three of us with Piglet. That makes it smaller still. Oh, Pooh Bear, what shall we do? And then... Uh, this bear, Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh, F.O.P., Friend of Piglets, R.C., Rabbit's Companion, P.D., Pole Discoverer, <laughs> um, E.C. and T.F., Eeyore's Comforter and Tail Finder. In fact, Pooh himself and something, uh, or said something so clever that Christopher Robin could only look at him with his mouth open and eyes staring, wondering if this was really the bear of very little brain with, or, the bear of very little brain, whom he had known and loved so long. We might go in your umbrella, said Pooh. <laughs> Christopher Robin's response is a question mark. We might go in your umbrella, said Pooh. And then two question marks. We might go in your umbrella, said Pooh. And then... It appears to be seven or eight exclamation points. For suddenly, Christopher Robin saw that they might. He opened his umbrella and uh, and put it point downwards in the water. It floated but wobbled. Pooh got in. He was just beginning to say that it was all right now uh, when he found that it wasn't. So after a short drink, which he didn't really want, he waded back to Christopher Robin, and they both got in together, and it wobbled no longer. Okay, I shall call this boat the Brain of Pooh, said Christopher Robin, and the Brain of Pooh set sail forthwith in a southwesterly direction, revolving gracefully. You can imagine Piglet's joy uh, when at last the ship came in sight of him. In after years, he liked to think that he had been in very great danger during the terrible flood, but the only danger he had really been in was in the last half hour of his, his imprisonment when Owl, who had just flown up, sat on a branch of his tree to comfort him and told him 
a very long story about an ant who had once laid a seagull's egg by mistake. And the story went on and on, rather like this sentence, until Piglet, who was listening out his window without much hope, went <laughs> to sleep quietly and naturally, slipping slowly out of the window towards the water until he was only hanging on by his toes, at which moment, luckily, a sudden loud squawk from Owl, which was really part of the story, being what uh, his aunt said, woke the piglet up and uh, and just gave him time to jerk himself back to safety or into safety and say, how interesting. And did she when, well, you can imagine his joy when at last he saw the good ship brain of Pooh, Captain C. Robin, first mate P. Bear coming over the sea to rescue him. <laughs> oh, that was fun. That bit of fourth wall breaking. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. That was a very long sentence. <laughs> Probably the longest one I've read on this podcast. Um, so, um, the, the following sentence was Christopher Robin and Pooh Bear again. Like, just saying, that's who they are. Um... That entire paragraph was only three sentences. So, so I'll read that sentence again, because it was funny. In after years, he liked to think uh, that he had been in very great danger during the terrible flood. But the only danger he had really been in was in the last hour of his half hour of his imprisonment, when Owl, who had just flown up, sat on a branch of his tree to comfort him, and told him a very long story about an, an ant who had once laid a seagull's egg by mistake, and the story went on and on, rather like this sentence, my favorite part, until Piglet, who was listening out of, out his window without much hope, went to sleep quietly and naturally, slipping slowly out of the window towards the water until he was only hanging on by his toes, at which moment, luckily, a sudden loud squawk from Owl, which was really part of the story, being what his aunt said, woke Piglet up, woke the Piglet up, and uh, just gave him time to jerk himself back to safety, into safety, and say, how how interesting, and did she? When, well, you can imagine his joy when, at last, uh, he saw the good ship, Brain of Pooh, Captain C. Robin, first mate, Pooh, er, P. Bear, coming over the sea to rescue him. <laughs> wow. I still like Alice's Wonderland's uh, line better. That is still my favorite line in literature. This one's pretty good, though. Christopher Robin and Pooh again. And that is really the end of the story, and I am very tired after the last sentence. I think I shall stop there. <laughs> well, that works. <laughs> I mean, we don't know how they got back, but whatever. If you like what I do, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, or your uh, podcast platform of choice. Um, you can reach out for suggestions of um, things to read for holiday specials or holidays to have specials for. That was awkward because of the preposition, but whatever. Um, you can reach out on Twitter at reading poorly or email reading comma poorly at gmail.com. R E A D I N G C O M M A P O O R L Y at gmail.com. Uh, 
because it had to be spelled out. They wouldn't let me put a comma in for some reason. They'll let you do a period, but they won't let you do a comma. But anyway, um, yeah, I too am tired, especially after doing that sentence twice. So thank you for listening this long to me reading poorly. <laughs>